the world leader in Internet Talk Radio. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Hi, we're broadcasting live from the Infinity Festival where story is advanced by technology. And I'm Erin Riley, professor at the University of Texas at Austin and a strategic consultant for Infinity Festival. We're talking here today with experts in the field of immersive, and I'm lucky to be sitting down with Kathleen. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's super exciting. So Kathleen, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. What brought you to the Infinity Festival? Um, I'm actually working for a big research association in Germany called Fraunhofer. Uh, pretty German name, right? Um, we are 27,000 people working on applied science. And basically, it's a really nerdy environment. So what we are doing, like people know us for uh, inventing MP3, like the codec. Yeah. Um, but also in my office, specifically in Berlin, um, our head of institute, he is also on the patents for H.264, which is for this community really important because that's behind HDM Blu-ray. And then also our colleagues wrote, wrote H.265, which is also known as HEVC, High Efficiency Video Coding. So basically that's what you need for everything that's higher than HD resolution. And my role is basically to translate. So I'm a, I call it a human nerd interface. Oh, I love it. A translator that's a human yes. nerd interface. I think yes. I'm one of those. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> See, that's, that's why we're having fun here. I know. <laughs> so tell me, what does what uh, a human nerd interface <laughs> translator do? Well, ba basically, the business card says something like head of marketing and business development. Okay. Right? Um, but what I'm doing is um, I'm explaining to the industry to polit politicians, to, to everybody who's not uh, in this peer group, what we are really doing and how you can use this technology uh, for specific use cases. So right. it could be, could be entertaining, but it could be also virtual reality for uh, medical applications. Um, could be so many different things. We are working in, in, have you heard of BIM, the building interface something? So the digitization of uh, all the different uh, companies who are in, in construction sites. Right. Yeah, you, you need to have an interface that they all can talk with each other in the digital world. So, so we are trying to help them also with artificial intelligence. Okay, so uh, here we are talking. at Infinity Festival where stories advanced by technology and you're talking about construction and building. Uh, we're in the heart of Hollywood, but this, is be this immersive goes beyond yes. entertainment. Uh, in your own words, define immersive and all the different possibilities of where we can take this. Um, it's um, pretty immersive is also totally connected to the word presence. Yes. So it really helps you to step into someone else's shoes. You can be anywhere. And what it does with, to our brain is basically you're, you're simulating in another, another reality. Um, so you basically dive into something that you just see on a screen, whatever the screen is, um, and you feel that you're there. Mm -hmm. So you get really totally engaged into the story. Into, this, into the experience that you are looking at. And this can be, I mean, the way you're describing it, it sounds like virtual reality, but you mean more than virtual reality. Yes, yes. Um, if you say that you can be fully immersed, are you talking about projection mapping in a physical space, augmented reality? Absolutely, everything that helps you to dive into another world. So it could be projection mapping. Like this, this week, we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall, mm -hmm. and there's a huge festival of projection projection mapping all around the city. 
oh, and it's wow. beautiful. I have a bit of a FOMO that I'm, I really wanted to be here and talk about all those things and catch up. And But there in Berlin, there's so much going on. They have beautiful projections there. But they also use augmented reality or like projection mapping is one of the early f stages of augmented reality right. because you augment something else on on something that exists. Physical space. Physical space, thank you. Yeah, yeah so that, that could be also, that, that is all immersive. It's also augmented virtual reality. It could be also big screens where you are surrounded by the screen. Like in, you, you are in the education field, so maybe you know um, the University of New South Wales, Australia. They have a 360, um, what is that, a cinema? Dome. The dome. Yeah, yep, the dome. Yeah. yeah, I've been trying to get um, Moody College of Communication to get me a dome. It would be oh. super fun. <laughs> I, I love the one in Sydney. I'm lucky enough that I could see that. You got mm -hmm. to see it? Yeah. Uh, and there's so many things that you can do within a dome. What, what's one of the most memorable experiences you've had inside a dome? Oh, that's a good question. Well, um, we are, um, we created a 360 camera. Um, the 360 degrees are there because we have a 180 degree screening room with which has also an immersive sound system. It's called ISONO, the well wave field synthesis. Oh, yeah. So you have a 7K projection and uh, more than 140 loudspeakers. And there I watched soccer. <laughs> You watched pretty German, <laughs> pretch German. I watched soccer. Um, there was, you're, well, for the soccer fans, um, hopefully 2014. World Cup. Yes, <laughs> 2014, the World Cup in Rio for the final. Oh, I was there. You, <laughs> I was seriously. I was literally studying uh, sports fans at the World no Cup way. in 2014. So maybe you were there for the final. Yeah, in did Rio? you see me in that immersive experience? Just I, waving I, I will at now. You? I actually will check out now because <laughs> seriously, we were there with our camera. The FIFA invited us, and we shot that for the. FIFA Museum. Oh, wow. So we have the one important oh goal. I want to go back. So you remember who won, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, we don't even need to go there. <laughs> I just got upset when U.S. got kicked out when oh, we I'm played sorry. against Portugal. <laughs> yeah. We were doing so good. Well, see, when you come into our room, it really feels like you are in the yeah. stadium. Yeah. It's amazing. Takes me back, right? Yes. <laughs> but um. obviously also for some, like, there's some beautiful um, arts that we are showing there. For instance, we have a really long relationship with the Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra. Mm -hmm. And when you are in this room and you can really, f like, you really feel that you are with Sir Simon Rattle, the conductor. You're just next to him. Oh, it's a beautiful experience. Well, for um, my son is a musician, so thinking about having that experience before going and getting a career in that field ah, to yeah. really kind of have a sense of presence, like mm -hmm. you were talking about, and feel what it would be like to be on a stage mm -hmm. at that level. I can see that that would not only inspire, but motivate uh, students in the next generations to be like, this is the type of career I want. Absolutely. It fits totally to the last discussions I had in Oslo. Mm. Um, so the Norwegian um, school system, you know, we always think that the Scandinavians are really f uh, far above everybody else. Like they have a fantastic system and everybody is so highly educated. Well, funny enough, they have a problem with school dropouts lately. Huh. Like every third boy drops out and every fifth girl, huh. which is really They're like I was, I was super surprised. the wrong way, maybe? Maybe. I mean, they have all... Um, tablet schools so they don't have books anymore yeah uh, and it doesn't matter if it's a private school or in a public school they have that but um, the way it, they are teaching is still the old way that um, we know since models. decades mm -hmm. and they are getting bored mm -hmm. so they are totally bored and they also like the Norwegians are much richer than other countries so those kids now who are in school they they 
basically grow up with wealthy and wealthy families and they didn't have this extreme eager to oh I really need to make a living and make to I have to make a career because whatever I don't have to worry right right, right. Um, so well. the school there we had a workshop with um, principals from schools um, and with the uh, mi minister for education mm -hmm. so the mini minister showed up for a 50 plus um, workshop with, with um, teachers and there was a principal who told us that he is using virtual reality to engage his students and he's using it the way that they are the ones who are um, creating uh, the experiences. So they are training them on Maya and Unity and Unreal Engine. Mm -hmm. And they are saying those kids are getting engaged. Right. And they are feeling that they're really making a difference because they can um, teach their, their teachers what they just did, what they just experienced. Oh, they can reversal. show them, oh, that's fantastic, because mm -hmm. they really feel so appreciated. Yeah. They, they get a fantastic feedback from and the teacher. And they have ownership in their ownership. learning. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's, that's interesting. Are you finding that there are new hard skills or platforms that should definitely be uh, included into our educational system in order to be ready for the digital yeah. world we're, we're living in? I absolutely agree because you can't start early enough. I mean, obviously there are some tech um, leaders who are saying, no, my kids are not getting any digital um, stuff before they're 15. But when you don't learn how to be a developer and not just a consumer, then you're not part of it. And then you're just like, you're, you're not really engaged. And mm -hmm. so everything is just put on a tablet for, on a, well, yeah, basically on the tablet for you. And you just take it and be just a really passive observer of everything right but when you get engaged you feel if you really feel appreciated and you feel you have you created something yeah and I keep on hearing yeah. you say you created something yeah. so it sounds <laughs> like uh, the learning of tomorrow or of today really uh, should be where students are now makers and have ownership in their learning and that an immersive experience not only allows them to have presence in different places but also gives them the tools to yeah. create those places. Um, so I just gave this um, um, keynote in Oslo and I showed them this learning pyramid where yeah. you're basically saying, um, teach, um, well, mm, tell me and I might forget, teach me and I may remember, engage me and I learn. So this pyramid shows you that um, after two weeks, what can we remember? Remember 10% of what we have been reading, but 90% of what we did and said, but also what we experienced or what we just simulated to experience. So it could be also a drama play or something. You remember those things 90% mm -hmm. in, in comparison to the 10%. So we should use that. And this is known since 1969. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so you know that in the education area. It's so definitely. It's so the more we can actually uh, think and do combined. Yeah, it's just, uh, just how we, we learn. I mean, we already know how our brains work. It's just like we get more evidence about it and we get more technology that shows us how it really works. Right. Like, f for instance, all those things that we are working with neuroscientists and they are proving um, disease of the body are disease of the brain and disease of the brain are disease of the body. So now we have this proof and I'm like, 
Well, I think yoginis know that since 2,000 years. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But just now we have the evidence with MRI pictures and right. all those different people technologies. It seems people need, uh, need data in yes. order to mm. finally have validation. Mm -hmm. uh, even though the data is now more uh, numerical, it's the qualitative has been there yeah. for a while, right? People have been yes. telling and shaping these stories. Um, so I'm curious, uh, in the research lab that you work in, um, what is some of the uh, hottest or kind of the future immersive experiences uh, that y'all are working on? Um, well, we finished last year actually the volumetric video capturing stage. Mm -hmm. um, so in our office we have the... Um, the prototype where we are still working on the software to make that easier on a plug-and-play version. But last year we founded a company, a joint venture, in the uh, big studios around the corner from Berlin, in the Babelsberg Studios. So there we have this huge um, volumetric capturing stage called Volucap. And I will present that later on at uh, 11.25, which is oh, good. soon to come. So I will show some videos uh, of that, what we're doing there, how we capture people in volumetric. So that's one of our um, um, yeah key... Uh, technologies we are focusing on, uh, but in immersive, um, also, as I said, dedication to industrial applications. We have um, a couple of projects where we work with gesturing, and we have one project called V-Reha, where we are talking about the rehabilitation of Alzheimer patients, where we use virtual reality and gesturing to train them in a virtual world, mm -hmm. so that they become more, um, how do you say, they, they more comfortable in those um, environments, let's say a supermarket, we train them to walk through a supermarket, but mm -hmm. in their own home where they feel comfortable. And so the more they train, the more they feel comfortable, the more they feel uh, lose their fear, and the more they are unhappy to go into the real world. Into the real world. So you simulate it for yes, them. Yes, we simulate it and we work with the Charité, one of the big hospitals. In order to actually prepare them to go yes. out into the real world. That's really interesting. Um, and I think it's uh, necessary. I, I think it ties to accessibility, which is something mm -hmm. we don't talk a lot about in immersive. But I'm curious, in a research lab, are y'all always making sure that your work is tied to thinking about inclusion and accessibility? More and more. Yeah. Because it just has um, so I'm, I'm also uh, moderating the tech and awareness track, nice. and that's is, is really uh, um, where basically I'm bringing in there what the what I got inspired by um, with uh, in our um, labs, so that we really have to talk about inclusion and how to make uh, the user experience better, easier for everybody. Better and easier and accessible for accessible, all. Accessible, yes. Well, Kathleen, thank you so much for um, joining us here at Infinity Festival. Uh, stay thank tuned you. for seeing Kathleen on the stage, and we'll be back soon. Thank you, Erin.